Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. I think we're in our 22nd year here on Voice America, and this is the program that shows you how to put your turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and make your dreams come true. Today, we are talking really about safety in our home in terms of our environment, environmental safety, the air quality, all of that. And we have an expert. My guest is Alan Abbey, a Rhode Island native who graduated from the University of Rhode Island and previously worked in the IT field for 35 years before making the switch, a mold remediation company looking to expand into Rhode Island. He obtained certification for mold inspections and learned about air quality testing. And there are hundreds of different kinds of molds and spores, and I'm going to talk about that today. But basically, we're going to look at how we can safeguard our homes and our environment. Welcome, Alan. Thank you, Patricia. First, I'd like to say thank you. uh, I've been a long-time listener, so uh, thank you for having me today and being part of your podcast network. Thank you. What I'd like you to talk about first, Alan, is our environment. You know, I mean, just think about it with COVID, how, you know, we're picking up viruses from the air, we're picking up colds from the air, and kind of what we need to know so we can start to safeguard. Well, it's, I mean, uh, as far as our home environment goes, uh, the most important advice I give people is just to pay attention around your home. Mm-hmm. You're living there, you're cleaning every inch here and there on occasion. Uh, but it's good to, to pay attention to if there's areas that are accumulating dust, uh, if you've had any water intrusions, um, if you feel allergies during the spring and summer when everything's booming, whether or not you, you should have uh, a HVAC system in your house, whether you should limit how much you open and close windows and doors, um, those type of things. Uh, it's so, so important you had mentioned the pandemic. Um, since that point in time, more and more people living at home uh, are working at home. Mm-hmm. And so they're in their home environment so much more than they used to be. Um, and sometimes people are starting to feel, you know, since they're there at home more, they're starting to feel some cold and allergy type symptoms. They could be molds or allergies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And and yet, though, it's harder to protect when you're outside, right? Sure. Well, I mean, you can wear a mask if you want to outside if you're feeling, uh, and there's different months, like uh, within the next month or so, there's going to be an influx of pollen with all the trees and everything blooming. Everyone's uh, familiar with, in New England anyway, uh, with the green uh, dust we get on everything for about a month. Mm -hmm. So... Should people hire someone like a mold inspector or someone like you who comes in? Should people bring someone in um, just for prevention um, with all of the pollen and, you know, the viruses going around? What do you think? Well, I mean, if people are feeling uh, cold or allergy type symptoms in their home year round, uh, mm-hmm. some people just write it off to allergies. But in the winter months, allergies aren't as much of a concern. Um, so if people are feeling cold and allergy type symptoms, they might have mold contamination in their house. 
Uh, uh, it's something. It's yeah. I mean, it, yeah. We would say definitely have us come in and do a mold inspection. They're they're you know very inexpensive, um, and even if we don't find mold in the house, um, we're we're big on educating people uh, on, on what we do and what we're looking for. Uh, and and so even if we don't find any obvious mold, that doesn't mean there isn't mold because some molds are, uh, are you know, not viewable to the naked eye. Um, but we also give uh, a, a bunch of recommendations so that people can prevent any kind of mold contamination in the future. Okay. So people lose sight of that. When they hear mold inspector, they say, we don't have mold. We don't need that. Um, but you don't know that. We've, we've had a number of cases where the mold is, is, is invisible to the naked eye. Interesting. So before we go into what a mold inspection is, I want to ask you, how do you take care of your environment to prevent mold? And can you always prevent mold or can you sometimes not prevent it? Oh, sure. You can prevent it. Mm -hmm. um, the, the major major reason for mold, I mean, there's a number of different uh, of, uh incidents or or situations that need uh, that can generate mold um, but first and foremost is water intrusion moisture within your house well that doesn't necessarily mean uh, a puddle of water in your basement or uh, a roof leak in and of itself you can have excessive relative humidity in your home uh, which can be you know solved easy as a dehumidifier um, but mold need, uh, mold will grow in, in relative humidity of 55% or higher. Mm. Uh, and mold also grows in temperatures of 60 degrees and above, which within our home during the winter months, we heat and keep it above 60. During the summer months, it's just normally above 60. Do they mostly grow in basements or not necessarily? Um, typically, we spend uh, a lot of time focusing on attics and on basements. Because if you have an attic leak, that's the first part. That's the first area where moisture hits your, your home, is the roof. So we check in attics, and plus the fact that most people don't go in their attics uh, very often, if if ever. I've run into people that have never been in their attics in twenty years. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the first place it would come in if there was any roof leakage, and then if there's any water intrusion into the home based on gravity, where does it end up? Usually in the basement. So we look at, we focus really heavily on attics and basements. I mean, we look at the rest of the home as well, uh, but attics and basements are, are key. And again, the, the the reason for it being in the attic and the basement is? Well, it could be a roof leak, could be flashing around the chimney. Okay. It could be uh, the attic ventilation is leaking. Uh, there's a number of different, you know, you know, reasons why it might get there. Mm hmm Okay. Um, anything people then people need to know to kind of keep their things um, protected. Like for example, in the basement, if you're going to store something, should you put it in plastic, or does that does that then um, incur mold? I mean, what are some things you can do when you're storing things to help prevent mold? Well, the most important thing is I look at when people I and mean, most people store something in their basement. Right. Uh, so we so we look at how the how things are stored, and a lot of people probably at least fifty percent are still storing in cardboard, hmm. uh, yes. which is a, a favorite of molds, a favorite yeah. food of mold. Uh, so we we suggest to people a lot of times we hmm. we do real estate transactions or we're involved in a real estate transaction. 
hospital uh, before the people move in, we know that they're packing up. You know, they're having us come in to do testing or whatnot uh, prior to a closing. Uh, but we suggest to them uh, to to go to a, a, a you know a job lot or a dollar store, get mm-hmm. some inexpensive buckets with sealed plastic tops. Um, that is the best, and to get rid of the cardboard just to get it out of the environment because uh, cardboard might look dry, but if you have high, rel- high relativity uh, relative humidity in your basement, mm-hmm. uh, it can still absorb some moisture and start to grow. All right, question. What if someone says to you, but Alan, I may be moving in a year and I have all these boxes and I'm going to need them. Would you then like get a plastic bin and put the boxes in that? Um, I would get rid of the cardboard altogether. You would. Take, yeah, it's a good time to to go through the inventory too and get the, rid of things that you really don't need, but you've been storing for a long time. Um, but yeah, we, we suggest to eliminate the, the cardboard altogether and put it in plastic tubs with the ceiling lid. What else um, would you say? Paper, of course, cardboard, paper. Yep. Well, I had mentioned, uh, I started talking before about the, the things that mold needs. Uh, well, first and foremost, mold needs spores. Now, we could you could close up your house. You could have a cleaning crew come in and clean the whole house, ceilings, floors, walls, everything. They open the door to leave, some spores are going to get in. It just, mm-hmm. you know, you can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it also needs a food source. We talked about cardboard, paper, mm-hmm. uh, even clothing. And mm-hmm. one thing that we see a lot of is shoes because our, our feet perspire and there's a moisture source there. So we're talking about spores, food source, a water source, which is a very important as well. Yeah. So those are those are really important things. Okay. It's a lot of things that people don't even consider. And a lot of times, uh, shoes uh, might be the first thing where you start to see something because, yeah. or because of the perspiration from yeah. your feet. Yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're talking about things. And, and a lot of people will put their shoes in the basement. Or the other thing is, and I'm wondering about this, is in that the hallway where you put they put the shoes in the hallway on the floor? Mm-hmm. Is that a problem? It's not in the basement, but it's in that hallway area. Well, the entire house is, is subject to relative humidity. Uh, we've wanted houses that, that it's high in relative humidity throughout the entire house, attic, uh, house, house, living area, and basement. Okay. All right. So how can people find you? I know you you work mostly in the state of Rhode Island. Um, actually, our area of business is uh, all of Rhode Island, Southern Mass up to Boston and Eastern Connecticut out to Hartford. So okay. we cover a good area. I know that your your program here covers more than that, but I thought it was important that we point those areas out. Well, if anyone's listening and you have family and you, you're not in this area and you have family in Rhode Island or Massachusetts up to Boston or Southeastern Connecticut, you certainly can talk to Alan and he can give you advice as well. Well, even, even people outside of that area can call. We always give advice, even if it doesn't result in a job. Okay. Uh, like I said, we're big on educating people on yeah, how to have, have a more healthy environment. What is the website, Ellen? Uh, it's www.abbeyenvironmentaltesting.com. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Alan's going to spend the next segment talking about what is involved in an inspection. When you call and you say, you know, I really, I want to see what's going on. And he's going to explain all of that in our next segment. Um, My guest is Alan Abbey. 
and he um, he is now working in the mold re remediation business. And um, the website again, Alan, is www.abbeyenvironmentaltesting.com. AbbeyEnvironmentalTesting.com. All right. And um, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Stay tuned. We're going to have Alan come back and talk all about what is involved in a mold inspection when you have one. Stay tuned. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back my guest is alan abbey and he is the owner of abbey environmental testing services and services.com and not.com Inc. <laughs> that's, that's his website. Um, and we're talking about environmental testing in your home. We're talking about mold. We're talking about how to prevent mold and how to have a cleaner environment in our home and in our work environments too. Um, so welcome back, Alan. Um, before I ask you about the environmental testing, what do you do in a workplace 
you really can't control that, right? Unless you're working remotely. Uh, you mean in a in a employer work? Yes, yes. You can mention it to the employer. We've gone into a number of different businesses and and uh, tested the environment there. I mean, they have the same kind of systems that you have in your home. They have HVAC systems that have filters. If they don't keep on top of those filters, <clears throat> that can that can spread mold spores throughout the environment. Uh, and some people are more sensitive to others than than others. Mm. What's the difference between you do the testing and what's the difference between that the testing and then the the uh, the other part? Your remediation. Yes. Um, the series of events goes like this. We'll come in and do an inspection of the home. Uh, we check the home outside mm -hmm. as well as inside from the basement to the attic. We want a full picture of what's going on in this home. Um, and what we're looking for is, is areas... Uh, uh, that could be uh, drainage issues outside. Uh, we could look at, you know, maybe where we might find some leakage, where you might see something growing on the side of the house. Take a look at the roof to see the condition of the roof, how that is. Uh, from the outside, we look to see what type of attic ventilation there is. There's a number of different attic ventilations as well. Um, so when, when we come in and do an inspection, we're looking for all the symptoms of mold. Uh, high relative humidity. Uh, I mean, a lot of times, you know, granted, a lot of times we come in and we don't see obvious mold anywhere. Um, and if someone's having some physical symptoms, physical cold and allergy type symptoms, there might be mold in there. And that's when air quality testing is really important. Um, but we do the inspection looking for symptoms within the home, within the attic to see if there's any, any growth or any darkening of, of wood we look to see what type of airflow is in the attic because if any water does get in the attic, if it has proper airflow, it'll dry that and, and drive the water outside. Uh, we look in the basement for uh, symptoms that may mean outside drainage is causing an issue. Uh, some of which um, may, may be a current issue, some of which may be in the future, but it was seeing some early signs, those type of things. Now, once we go through an entire uh, environmental evaluation, a mold inspection, mold evaluation, they're pretty much hand in hand. Uh, then we have a good idea of the condition of the house. Uh, if we do find mold, whether it be through uh, a visual, through a mold inspection evaluation, or whether it be as a result of air quality testing comes back to show that there's mold in an area, uh, the next step would be a remediation. Uh, now, what's involved with the remediation is you identify the area where the mold, um, well, even before that, even before remediation, our inspection evaluation will identify where where the contamination is. And what's ultimately more important is why. If, because you can identify there's a contamination. You can have an expensive remediation done. If you haven't corrected the issue, then it'll just come back. So part of our evaluation, it's important to identify why this is happening. And you don't do the remediation? We do remediate a small remediation, anything less than a 10 by 10 foot area. Uh, anything greater than that, there's quite a bit of uh, equipment needed. And these remediation companies have hundreds of thousands of dollars tied up in remediation equipment, air movers, uh, com uh, commercial uh, air purifiers, commercial dehumidifiers. Um, all of those type of uh, equipment. So we only do the smaller stuff. 
But if we do find something, either through a visual or through air quality testing, we have a number of excellent companies that refer people to. Alan, is it an expensive process? Um, it may or may not be. Um, attics tend to be. Um, you tend. I mean, within an attic, you don't you don't want to do a remediation on half of or, or a quarter of an attic, because once again, if there's if there's mold spores up there, more than likely it's affected all of it. So uh, remediation for attics usually uh, a full attic. Uh, if someone tells you, oh, you only need half your attic, well, that's a red flag. Um, but usually if there's something in the attic, uh, it can run into thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the home, depending on where it is, if it's uh, simply a leaky a pipe in the kitchen, okay, well, that's isolated to a small area, as opposed to uh, if you had a pipe uh, in the second floor of a house leak and it affected multiple rooms within within a home then it could be in the thousands of dollars. So I have another question here. That That's for the remediation, not for the testing. Right. And if I could just make one more point. Sure. Uh, most people don't realize that homeowner's insurance typically carries up to about $10,000 for mold remediation coverage. Oh. That's usually across the board. Most, most uh, insur- home insurance policies cover that. Okay. I think a lot of people don't know that. It, I know when uh, when I you know that's why I bring it up because uh, in the last seven years going through in in this business uh, when I've found a remediation uh, I've mm-hmm. talked to people to say well contact your insurance company because they don't know that they have coverage yeah well it'd be up to ten thousand dollars minus any deductible that they have on right. the phone right so if you find you're getting a lot of colds or, you know, sneezing, sore throat, could that be a sign of mold? Yes, definitely. Uh, we ask people that all the time. And one key question we ask people is, uh, if you're working in the office, and um, so when you're you're out of the house for the day, do you feel relief? Or when you go away for a weekend or a week or two vacation, do you feel relief? Those are red flags that something's going on in the home. But sometimes you don't know, right? Even right, yeah, right. Interesting, yeah. That's where air quality testing is important as well, because mm-hmm. even if we don't see anything and people are having symptoms, we do air quality tests. Uh, we send them out to third-party laboratories. Mm-hmm. We'll come in, do the samplings in the areas that that people are are concerned about, um, and we send those off to third-party labs, and those will come back with uh, any type of mold spores identified, as well as any allergen. And people, I, I tend to, to tell people not to be too um, too scared at laboratory results because in seven years of us doing samples, um, we've never ever had one come back that doesn't have at least three or four identified mold spores. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a danger, it just shows that there's some in the home. So what do you look for during an inspection? How do you find the mold and what do you look for? Well, up in the attic, uh, like I said, we look at attic ventilation. If there's not a lot, if there's not good ventilation up there, uh, an attic ventilation is is usually uh, done in two different ways. Either there's vents underneath the soffits of a house, as well as a ridge vent on the roof, which is on the, the peak of the roof. 
Um, that way, air comes in the soffit, exits the the uh, the, uh, the roof peak. Uh, otherwise, there's gable venting. When you, out, when you look on the outside, you see a small little louvered gate on e on either end of the house, and so air air fresh air comes in one, goes out the other, or comes in the other and goes out the you know that's those are the two types of attic venting. Uh, if we don't see adequate attic venting up there that might trap moisture in there, even if it's just humidity from the summer that has come in from, through whatever vents, but there's not enough ventilation to vent that out, that can cause it. So we look for darkening of, of uh, the structure, the roof structure, the sheathing, uh, the, the roof trusses, that type of thing. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> now, you were asking what other symptoms we look for. Within yeah. the basement, and, and this is very, very common for people. They know of it, but they don't understand what it is. Um, if any of the basement foundation is uh, exposed and you see a whitening on the on the cement, that's mm -hmm. called efflorescence. Okay. Typically, what that means is there's moisture pooling on the outside of the foundation. Mm -hmm. Activates the salt and the limestone in the cement. Now, you can have efflorescence for, for 10, 20, 30 years without any water coming in. But we look at that as an indicator that there may be a drainage issue outside mm. of the foundation. Okay. So those are the things we look for as well. What do you do if you're renting and you don't own, whether you're a vacation rental or whether you're renting year-round and you're sensing something? Is it the responsibility of the homeowner to do this or is it optional? Uh, the responsibility of the uh, the uh, rent the renter or the, the landlord. The homeowner. That's the question. The homeowner or the landlord. Right. You know, that's the first thing I would have people do. Well, we've had that that come up a million times. I would say first bring it up with the landlord. Give them the opportunity to do the right thing. To either have us come in and do an evaluation, uh, and if there's and if there is a problem, to properly remediate it. Um, that's the number one step. Um, and a lot of people, uh, and, and we see this in, in uh, low-income housing, is they're afraid to bring up any issues because mm -hmm. they think that the landlord will either raise their rent or force them out. Mm -hmm. But it really is the responsibility of the owner of the, of the premises. Definitely, yes. Yeah, yeah, which is really important. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Alan about something called radon some people know about it. A lot of you do. Some people don't. I'm going to talk about the concern of radon and why the EPA suggests that property owners get tested every year or two. We'll talk about what it means. And we'll also come back and talk about what happens when you're buying a home and they get an inspection and there may be mold and there may be radon. What do we do? So we'll talk to Alan about that next. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest is Alan Abbey. He's the owner of Abbey Environmental Testing and Services, Inc. And he really works with mold inspection and also uh, some remediation and also radon. So we'll talk about that right after the break. Stay tuned. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you ever have an off day? 
Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It is time to change the negative narrative of divorce. Families are hungry for a different option. Listen to The Good Divorce Show with Karen McNinney. You will discover how to function as one family living in two homes. There are high-functioning, stable, and happy divorce families living in your neighborhood. What's their secret sauce? What did their journey look like? Do they have regrets or recommendations? Let's find out. It's never too late to have a good divorce. The Good Divorce Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. My guest is Alan Abbey, who is the owner of Abbey Environmental Testing and Services, Inc. We're talking about mold. We're talking about air quality in your home and what we can do about it. Welcome back, Alan. Thank you, Patricia. Now we're going to talk about radon. Explain what it is for those people who don't know and uh, and what the EPA is saying about it, too. So talk about radon. Radon is an odorless gas uh, that causes lung cancer. Mm. It's the leading cause of lung cancer for non-smokers and the second leading cause of lung cancer among smokers. You know, cancer being, the, you know, smoking being the, the primary there. Um, it's caused from uranium in the ground, and and I think all of us know that that uranium word, uh, radioactive. Um, but uranium itself isn't isn't a problem because it stays in the ground and it's attached to rocks and soil, so it stays in the ground, doesn't bother us. Um, as most elements do, um, radon, uh, ra- uranium breaks down and turns into radium, uh, which is also uh, radioactive. But it also is attached to soil and rocks in the ground. And as radium turns, uh, you know, uh, degrades, it turns into radon, which is now a gas. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and that gas, now it's released from the ground and the rocks, and it comes up through the ground. 
It comes up in our yards, it comes up in streets, but when it comes up around, underneath our home, it can become trapped within the home. Mm. Uh, and that, that, that radon that's within the home can cause lung cancer. How do we know, or do we know? Uh, a simple test, uh, 20, a 48-hour test uh, will show what the radon level of a home is. Um, it's not that new of a science. In the 60s and 70s, it was identified out in the Midwest uh, in mining operations. Um, they At first, the EPA had found that a lot of miners were getting lung cancer. Uh, first, they wrote it off because a lot of miners smoked. But as time went on, they realized some of the miners that didn't smoke were getting you know, lung cancer. Mm-hmm. So the EPA went into identifying radon out there. So at first, it was felt to be out in the Midwest in mining areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are some of the 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 uh, the, the uh, understandings of the EPA as time went on, as they understood more about radon. Uh, next, uh, things that they felt was that any any place that had ledge rock, they felt was high in radon. Um, that's since been disproven as well. Um, and now the EPA's stance is any property regarding a geographic area should be tested because any property throughout the entire U.S. or worldwide can have radon. Mm, mm. And we and we really, um, there's really no clue. I well, mean, it's odorless. Um, well, if you don't, if, if people don't know the level of radon in their home, they can they can go on for, for near years without realizing that they're exposing themselves to the radon since it's an odorless gas. Yeah. So uh, that's why we try and try and strive uh, to, to put the word out there that everyone should at least have one radon test of their home. They might not want to do it every year or two years. That's what the EPA suggests. Um, but at least to get an idea where you're starting, what mm-hmm. your level is at currently. Yeah. Is this more prevalent in certain parts of the country or no? No, no. At one time, like I said, at one time they felt the Midwest or where there was mining. Then they felt there was lead, where there was ledge. Now the EPA's stance is any property within the U.S. Uh, and a very common uh, be- you know, a very common uh, belief among homeowners is, oh, my, my, my neighbor was tested and they came back uh, okay, so we should be all right. Um, that's not in, in, uh, entirely true uh, because every home is uniquely built. Every home might have some cracks in the floor of the foundation or maybe in the wall. Some may be field stone foundation as opposed to a poured cement foundation. Mm. Some homes might have plumbing going out to an irrigation system or electrical going through the foundation that, that aren't sealed properly. Mm. And, and radon can get in that way. Mm. So you, you just have to, you have to test it. Yeah. Um, ignorance is not bliss in this case. Uh, mm. Take a test and at least find out what your radon is now. Even if it's low, <clears throat> um, it might be a good idea to test every two year or two years like the EPA suggests. And that is because Underneath our feet, the ground is changing. Mm. Uh, I'm in New, uh, we're in New England. Uh, it was about nine or ten months ago. There was an earthquake in the area. Everyone felt it. I mean, we felt the chandelier, you know, rattle in the house. Mm. Uh, everyone, everyone hears about those because people feel it. It's on the radio. It's on TV. But people don't realize that every day 
earthquakes go on underneath our feet that we don't feel. That mm. changes the makeup of the soil mm. and can change how much radon comes up into our homes. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, I hear you when I hear get the word insidious. It's like insidious. We don't even know that it's there, but we right. have to check it. And right. like it's said, good for everyone to start off to know how much is in their home right now. Yeah. Uh, if it requires a remediation or, or mitigation, I should say, um, then then so be it. They're, they're usually pretty inexpensive. Uh, if it's low, then good. Then you could feel safe that you know, you're below the 4.0 picocuries, yeah. and picocuries is a measure of radon. But 4.0 is the magic number. Currently, the EPA feels that at anything that's 4.0 or lower or 4.0 or higher, then you're at risk of lung cancer. Anything below 4.0, they feel is safe. But we don't hear about this as much, Alan, as we hear about mold. We hear about mold, but we don't hear about radon as much. Would you agree? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. A lot of people, uh, I run into a lot of people, and when I'm doing a mold inspection or from air quality testing, I always throw the question out there, you, you know what your radon level is? And a lot of people say, yeah, we had it measured when we bought the house. Well, how long ago was that? Oh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. So they, people feel that they need to do the measurement as part of a real estate transaction. A lot of that is because realtors, they'll suggest you should have a home inspection, you should have your radon tested. Right. And after that, people fall off of the, you know, off of the, the schedule. Mm. And it's especially um, dangerous for young kids because their lungs are just forming. Mm. Uh, and exposure to radon for extended periods of time uh, is, is more dangerous for them than for adults because our, our lungs are already developed. Mm. So what would you suggest in today's market, in the real estate market, which right now, I mean, this show is evergreen, but we're in 2023. And most of the country, we know in New England, there's a shortage of houses. I mean, people are, it's really a seller's market. And people will outbid to get a house. I mean, they're, they're on a waiting list. And the reason I'm asking you this is that, so let's say someone finds that house, they're lucky to find it, they feel, right? And now they find out that there's mold. What would you suggest? Do you say, walk away? Do you, what would you say? Um, it depends on the, the situation. I would say a very small, very small percentage, maybe one or 2% is a walk away. And mold can be remediated successfully. Um, <clears throat> the danger, danger with mold is twofold. First off, it's a health issue. Mm -hmm. um, you might have cold or allergy symptoms living in the home. Mm -hmm. The second is structural. If mold and moisture goes on for too long, then you start having to like replace roofs or knock out walls. It's, it's, it has started to decompose the structure of the home. And that's when it's, it's more of an expense uh, in that particular case. Mm. But it's, it's certainly, if, if it comes back with some mold, remediation can be done. And nowadays, there, there are a ton of remediation companies out there. It's not a showstopper. Now, do you test for radon as well when they do home inspections? Um, most of the time with a home inspection, um, we, we suggest... In addition to a home inspection, you call us for a mold inspection because a, a home inspector uh, will go so far as to say possible mold. 
they don't take on the liability that there is mold or not mold mm. because they're, they're not certified for that. We are. So anyone buying a home, uh, I mean, our, our mold inspections are $100. It's a no-brainer. And you get a full report on everything that we find in the home, current situations, and situations that might cause a problem in the future. So first off, we suggest if you're going to have a home inspection, have us come in and do a mold inspection as well. And then I would say probably 75% of the realtors bring up the issue of, in addition to the mold, uh, the home inspection, you should get a radon uh, measurement. Good. So that's when we come in for that. Okay. So you're saying don't let it stop you if you want to buy a house. Mold, no. Mold, no. Um, even radon, no. They both can be corrected. There are, like I said, a very small percentage maybe an old farmhouse that has a fieldstone foundation. It's had water issues for years, and like half of the structure is, is subject to, to decomp- decomp- decomposition of the structure. Mm. That's when it's a that's when it's a walk away. Mm-hmm. But I would say 95, 98% of the homes can be corrected. And you don't usually find that problem in new construction, do you? It all depends. We've gone into some homes um, that there were some issues with drainage. They didn't really design mm-hmm. the drainage very well. Mm-hmm. That ended up with some relative humidity in the basement or whatnot. Um, and with radon, people are under the misunder- misunderstanding that it's a new home. I shouldn't have problems with radon. Mm-hmm. Um, every home is suspect, even brand new homes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, the, sometimes the cement has particles within it they give off radon, as well as um, many people nowadays are putting in stone countertops in their kitchen. Some of that stone uh, can off off gas radon. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're talking to Alan Abbey from Abbey Environmental Testing and Services about clean air, about the environment, about mold, about radon. And we have some questions from um, from listeners, and we'll, we'll uh, answer some questions um, that are very frequently asked to Alan in the business and, uh, and talk more about clean environments. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We're talking to Alan Abbey who is the owner of Abbey Environmental Testing and Services, Inc. He does mold testing, some remediation, talks about radon. And I was asking, Alan, you know, the typical questions you get, but I think one of the questions that I've heard a lot is how do you prevent? We talked about this in the beginning of the interview, but should we keep our surfaces clean? I mean, you said use plastic bins. Anything else that sometimes we get careless and we forget that might be hurting our environment? Uh, well, I would say, I think I mentioned before, too, that uh, the easiest thing for people to do is they're in around their home. They're, they're upstairs or in the basement or they're throughout their entire home. It's just keep an eye out. Um, one one thing that we find in a lot of homes is uh, not having a, a ceiling ventilation fan in the bathroom. Um, people will say, we just leave the, door, the window open a little. Well, that still traps moisture and it doesn't properly vent it. Um, so having that is, is, uh, important. If you don't have one, definitely look into getting an electrician to install one. Um, another very common issue is under people's refrigerators, especially those with pets. Um, people don't realize, um, the refrigerator as an appliance underneath has what's called a drip pan. It's only an inch, inch and a half deep and it's tucked up underneath. You really can't see it if you look underneath, but what it's for is we're talking about an appliance that keeps things cold. So during the winter, we heat our house, and here's an appliance that keeps things cold. During the summer, our house is warm just from normal seasonal temperatures, and we have an appliance that keeps things cold. So they do generate some condensation, which is collected in that drip pan so it doesn't ruin your floors. And what ends up happening is that within the drip pan, it evaporates. Um, if people don't keep underneath their refrigerators clean, I mean, as far as dusting and whatnot, especially, like I said, especially people with pets, um, they should pull their fridge at least two or three times a year 
and clean under there because whatever dust is under there typically has some mold spores in it. Mm. Now, with that, with the fact that it has a drip pan, which is a water source, a lot of times mold can go up under the underneath the refrigerator, and you can't put your finger on where it's coming from. Uh, you get start getting symptoms. We've had this in a couple of cases. One of which was uh, about a seven thousand square foot home that was about six months old, and I went through the entire house. the The garage had two floors. Like I said, it was like seven thousand square feet. Went through the entire place. I said, "This place is spotless," but the woman, uh, the you know client, was saying that I'm still getting cold out and stuffiness. So I, I just happened to look over in the kitchen. I said, uh, did, that, "Did you get that refrigerator new when you purchased and when you bought built this house?" No, we brought that from my last house. Oh, I swabbed underneath there. There was the cause of the the mold. Mm-hmm. Spotless seven thousand square foot home, and she was having symptoms. Mm. And the symptoms were cold, allergies, sneezing? Yeah, stuffiness. She felt that, you know, when she left the house to go to work for the day, she, she felt relief. When she came back, this is a brand new house. Uh, she was beside herself. Mm. It was a brand new house, six months old. Mm. And she was feeling sick within it. Found it underneath the refrigerator. Wow. Mm. So people should pull the fridge and clean under there two or three times a year. Mm. Any other tips? Uh, let's see. Pay attention. Um, try and identify. If you are having symptoms, try and identify the area of the home where you're having the symptoms. Some people, it's only one one area. Uh, mm-hmm. just, just one bedroom. Okay, well, that might be a leak in the attic right above that bedroom. Mm. Not in the rest of the house. Yeah. So, again, it's um, prevention. What about, Alan... What about keeping things neat? And when I and I guess the word is clean. So your tables make sure that you know that they don't have the crumbs. Um, use disinfectant. What do you think about all that? Yeah, that's all important as well. Um, you cut, clean your surfaces down. Just wiping them down with uh, with water. One thing, but every once in a while, uh, hit them with uh, one of the over the counter, you know, uh, disinfectant type. Type things, Lysol, or there's there's a number of them on the market. Did did you see more cases or more issues during COVID, or not necessarily? I think we saw more cases of people that uh, were just feeling, or, or came to the came to the, the realization that they're starting. They have some symptoms when they're in their home and. During COVID, with like I said, they were in their homes more often in a lot of cases. Um, so yeah, we did, uh, and they were in a lot of those cases were uh, where there wasn't any obvious signs of mold, uh, and that's why the air quality testing is so uh, so important for those type cases. I'm mm-hmm. feeling symptoms, but I don't. We haven't had any water leaks, um, so it's it's we come in and we do testing and. We can either spot the areas, and and that's when we try and look for specific areas of the home where people are having the symptoms, uh, so we can just test there. I mean, we we're big on running as few tests as possible that cover the largest footprint. Uh, right. You don't want to come in and test every room of the house if you're right. only having issues in one area. Um, I, I don't, you know, there might be some companies that do that, 
Well, we, we try and strive to do the fewest amount of tests to cover the largest footprint, mm-hmm. especially an area that is a hot spot that people have symptoms in there. Right. And especially if their home is bigger, right, than if it's smaller. Sure. sure. Well, it all depends on the, the history of the home, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. One big issue uh, is if a, a home is an older home that may have a field stone foundation, uh, you literally cannot keep moisture out of a field stone foundation mm-hmm. because there are so many joints around all the stone um, and all that joint compound all that grout uh, is not waterproof people might think that it is but it's not it lets some some in uh, and that usually raises the relative humidity so when i talk to people that's one of the questions i ask them you know when they initially call us is uh, what type of foundation for mm-hmm. cement field stone mm-hmm. uh, if it's field stone that's kind of a red flag mm-hmm. all right there's a lot to think about all right closing thoughts alan what would you like to leave our listeners with today i would stress to people if, if you're purchasing a home and you're going to have a home inspection mm-hmm. have us come in and do a mold inspection inspection in addition to that um you get so much information from our reporting every aspect of the home that we find can be if there is a current problem or can be a problem in the future so corrections can be make and be made before a remediation is required mm-hmm. um and i was i was uh at least you know uh, suggest to people that know what your radon level is if you've never had it done or it's been years since you've had it done give us a call make an appointment we'll come in and do a 48-hour test then you at least know where you stand with radon it's just too dangerous to to go to your doctor one day to have him say, oh, by the way, you have lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Just too much at stake. Right. Thank you. And you cover all of Rhode Island uh, up to Boston and Massachusetts. Yeah. And then southeastern Connecticut. Oh, and Connecticut. give people oh, your website again, please. www.abbeyenvironmentaltesting.com. Okay. Alan, thank you. It's been really great to have you on and really enlighten us, you know, about about our homes and our environment. Which thank is- you for having me, Patricia. I appreciate it. Yeah, stay on the line for a minute. Hope we can All help right. people. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, everyone, thanks for listening today. Um, you can find me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com if you'd like to get a copy of my newsletter or if you're thinking of doing a podcast. And I've interviewed about 5,000 people in my career, guest experts, and I love to help you get your positive message out. So again, Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. And on Facebook, I'm Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.